Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. The Lord spoke to Joshua, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Jesus identified power as the most preeminent gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit on Pentecost demonstrated that power in action, not in the bulging muscles of the apostles, but in the courage. Even when mountainous obstacles were being hurled against them, the courage to stand up in life and in word and witness to the wonderful works of God in Jesus Christ. Our text then is parallel. It's the Lord's directive to Joshua. Be filled with the spirit of strength and courage, for the Lord I am is with you. Israel was standing at the border of the promised land. There parents had stood at such a border 40 years earlier and been turned back. In front of them lay the same great giants, innumerable enemies, and insurmountable strongholds. And now they had a new leader. Joshua and Israel were actually very united in one disturbing thought. How in the world can Joshua do what Moses could not? Our text is the Holy Spirit's solution. And note, it is a promise. Have not I commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. Why? There's the promise. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. How often Moses had been under attack, and Joshua standing right behind him saw him falling on his knees, pleading for the Lord to be with him. How often direction was needed, and Joshua standing right behind Moses saw him turning ever to the Lord and his word for direction. How often courage and confidence to do what the Lord was asking was needed. And Moses led Joshua back to that burning bush that he saw in the wilderness to hear the Lord's words. I am that I am, and I am with you. At that scrawny thorn bush, Moses had been more dismayed than Joshua was now. And Moses responded to the Lord's call. You remember, he was called to deliver Israel, and his response was, who am I? Graciously, the Lord demonstrated to him that the Lord is his I am by responding and revealing that Moses had it backwards. We're not to be building our confidence on ourselves. who am I, but rather building on the Lord's promise. I am 
your who. Everything that you lack, everything that you are not, I am. And I am with you. But this had not removed Moses' dismay. He then said, but who are you? And the Lord responded, I am that I am. I am the living God who knows my people's needs. I am the faithful God who fulfills every promise to them and to you. But Moses was still dismayed, and he objected. Israel isn't going to believe me, and I'm not going to be their punching bag. And warned God, I'm slow of speech. Get somebody else. I cannot do it. He thus, we're told, provoked the Lord to anger. And yet, once he again, he saw what it means that the Lord is the I am. For he did not consume him in his anger, but graciously reminded him, I can make a worthless thorn bush. Yes, like you, Moses. Burn with the undying flame of life. Your dead staff. Devour your enemy. Your hand. Turn any opposing hand to leprosy. Everything you lack, everything you are not, I am, and I will be with you. And it's this I am with you that Moses saw at the burning bush who was to be now Joshua's strength and courage. And ours, yours. Even when we are tormented with timidity or tempted with pretension. And indeed, what a temptation for a pretentious ego trip now laid before Joshua. I am going to lead Israel, and I'm going to conquer Palestine. How often are you susceptible to such pretension? Like a drunken driver, our flesh swerves from one ditch to the other. And Satan really doesn't care whether we're in the ditch of timidity that does nothing or pretension that boasts about herself. There is only one way to stay on the straight and narrow path, and that's daily giving the steering wheel to the I am. To be filled with the strength and courage his spirit brings by his promise. I am with you. Because then we're allowing the I am with you to direct and drive our life. Joshua remained timid about tackling the task that was before him. And Israel remained uncertain about Joshua. And both of them were overwhelmed by the enemy before them. Three tribes even suggested, hey, let's just stay and enjoy what we already have and not worry about distributing 
the Lord's other inheritance. How about us? How often do we sit back and think, well, I'm going to just enjoy what I have and not worry about doing what the Lord wants me to. What is it that can inspire our willpower? Our willingness to stand up with courage and confidence and serve the Lord, to go forward. God says to you and me in verse 9, be filled with the spirit of courage and strength, for I am with you. John 16 tells us that the Spirit glorifies Jesus. And Romans 12 tells us that he thus gives us confidence to serve the Lord. So look at Jesus. Jesus never gave into pretension. Though the Lord of heaven, he came to serve. Jesus never gave into timidness, sitting back, I'm just going to enjoy what I have. Let others serve the Lord. No, he lived in that courageous willpower that stepped forward to do his Father's will, even to the point of going to the cross, shedding his holy, precious blood to wash away your sin and cover you with his own righteousness. And the Father raised him from the dead as the divine declaration that yes, his righteousness reached the goal to make you the righteous children of God. Jesus has ascended to the throne of heaven to send you that spirit, to give you the courage and confidence to follow him, and so to bring you into the kingdom of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Hymn 243, 243 stands as one and five.